This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by the National Biodiesel Board, representing America's clean diesel replacement fuels and produced in rural communities across the country. Biodiesel better, cleaner, now. Good afternoon, I'm Ben Nully. Despite including funding for biofuel and hog producers, Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley is calling the House Democrats' new coronavirus relief package ridiculous. As much as I don't like to go a lot higher than where we are in the Senate, I think it would dictate that I'd have to accept something higher, but we can't go with two and two-tenths trillion dollars. It's just a political document to cover them because, because they look so bad uh, not negotiating with us. The House bill also includes funding for dairy, conservation, specialty crops, nutrition, and rural development. The new $2.2 trillion bill is lower than the original $3.4 trillion Democrats proposed earlier this summer. Republicans would like to see that number closer to $1 trillion. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told reporters today she is hopeful she can get a deal with U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin this week. The Environmental Protection Agency is working to complete registration decisions on dicamba by the middle of next month. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler tells the Red River Farm Network they are currently reviewing the label. We're looking at the science that we've gotten, the updated science we've gotten from the companies that are um, petitioning us for the license, and we want to make sure that we can make a decision on whether or not to go forward with dicamba, and if we do, what the label looks like, so that provides certainty for all the farmers um, once and for all who um, either want to use dicamba or want to be told that they can't use dicamba either way. Wheeler says he can't predict the outcome just yet. Because my career scientists haven't brought me their final recommendations, but my commitment is to try to get that decision as quickly as possible so that we provide certainty for next year's growing season. I, I don't want to prejudge what they're going to bring to me. Um, and I'm, you know, I've had a few conversations with them. And I know they're looking at a number of different things, but I want to see what they recommend to me first. In June, a ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals decision vacated registrations for three dicamba herbicides, but left Syngenta's Tavium registration untouched since it was not part of the lawsuit. That registration expires in December. Read more of Steve Davies' story at agripulse.com. Agripulse Drive Time is brought to you by the National Biodiesel Board, representing America's clean diesel replacement fuels and produced in rural communities across the country. Biodiesel, better, cleaner, now. Learn more at bettercleanernow.com. Domestic and global supply and demand changes will be critical to watch as to how quickly the agriculture economy recovers from COVID-19. USDA Chief Economist Rob Johansson says meat supply chain issues are mostly resolved since the spring, but other factors are still in play. There's still a lot of global disruption to to economic growth uh, in developing countries like China, India, Southeast Asia, and Africa. Those disruptions or those impacts to GDP growth are going to affect demand for our products in the export markets. That's still occurring. That's primarily why we're seeing sluggish prices. But he says there have been some recovery in commodity prices. For example, in soybeans, we've seen uh, we've seen some issues with respect to uh, the crop in the Midwest due to the derecho, due to the drought. At the same time, we've seen an increase in purchases by China. That's pushed up prices for soybeans right now. It's great. Same for sorghum. Looking forward to next year, Johansson says there still is uncertainty how quickly the global economy recovers from COVID-19. He expects residual effects in global meat and feed demand into 2021. 
Those of you in farm country are likely seeing combines in corn and soybean fields now as harvest is full speed ahead. According to USDA, producers have shelled 15% of the nation's corn crop, which is on par with the five-year average of 16%. About 20% of the nation's soybeans have been harvested ahead of the five-year average of 15%. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey tells AgriPulse temperatures will turn cold for the next several days, but producers should expect wide-open weather in the western Corn Belt and only spotty showers in the east. Friday will likely be the coldest morning in the upper Midwest with widespread freezes as far south as Nebraska. Rippey says he'll be keeping an eye on later maturing crops in the eastern Corn Belt states of Michigan and Ohio. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. I'm Ben Nulley.